Emma, would we ever listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore? No, we wouldn't, would we, baby girl? <laughs> the following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Right, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us up to the 424 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the beautiful yet sweaty Brittany Page. That, I am so <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> it is... Uh, well, let's say this. The longtime audience knows I hate talking about the weather. Well, no, I think you love it because of how often... You talk about it. Yeah. You like to act like you hate it. Maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah, you love it. Yeah. Um, but there was a, a massive heat wave. God damn. Um, in Southern California. I think it was just Southern California yeah. yesterday. And it's continuing today. It is. Not quite as crazy as it was yesterday. Yes. Um, but I I got to work around two or something and it was 114 degrees yeah that's what my car said wow um and so i walked into work and the building was like 80 85 degrees inside and that felt like a relief when i walked yeah wow (laughs) i felt relieved but then being in the building for a while it was no longer a relief (laughs) i started to feel quite hot yes uh, even in the studio right now, we, we were going to do the show last night Yeah, and, uh, just impossible because the air conditioner just couldn't hang. Mm-hmm. And even right now, I think the air conditioner just gave, gave the fuck up <laughs> because it's at least 85 degrees in here right now. Yeah. But we, we got to get a show done. Yeah. It's like you guys are on your own. Um, I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hot, I cannot help it's you. Like, look, dude, I tried. I yeah. did my best. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, I mean, well, every time this happens, it's it's quite dangerous. And they have advisories yeah, for yeah. how hot it's going to be because of the fires and the winds. It just turns into a hell out here um, because it's so dry and um, it really is dangerous. Yeah. Well, certain people too. Listen, we live down by the beach, closer to the water. Yeah. I mean, not super close. Yeah. Not on the beach, but down closer to the water where it's a lot cooler at the coast. We don't live inland. Yeah. So we're we're in Tustin right now, which is, I don't know, eight miles inland maybe. And it is a full 10 degrees hotter. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If it's 100 degrees. Mm-hmm. At at how at the house it yeah. is 110 degrees. Yeah, I, I did the math there for everybody. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for breaking it down. <laughs> so the brain doesn't work as well when it's overheated. My, well, mine. Listen, I I don't need uh, any. It's, I can't even talk. Mm-hmm. 
I need all the help I can get, so the heat isn't doing me any favors. Well, I turn into kind of a child in the heat where I start to get very frustrated. And you know when it's so hot, like you're getting ready and you're just sweating while you're getting ready. And then it's like, there's no point to this. Yeah, yeah, You know? And I I used to be someone who would like try to blow dry my hair and straighten it regularly. (laughs) Right. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen. So... (laughs) Um, I don't know if it'll ever happen again, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> that's just, that stage in your life is over. Yeah, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> well, listen, um, Brittany and I have been talking about uh, putting up some new t-shirts on the Teespring site at dollamore.info. We did put out a new t-shirt design, and it's also on a mug and on a on a on a tote mm-hmm. and it's it's a uh, kind of a ripoff of those you know, thank those, you bags yeah those takeout bags that you get from chinese restaurants and shit that say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah and one of them's red anyway so we did that and we'd love to have you go check them out there at dollamore.info that'll redirect you to the teespring site but the other thing that we did and i'm super proud of it because i'm not a creative uh, fucking at all mm-hmm. i'm just not good at it yeah but i designed a sticker that's Dollamore slash page 2020, like a can- like a mock campaign button. Yeah. And it's got our dumb cartoon faces on it. Mm-hmm. And we are selling those as a promotional thing, as a fundraising quote unquote thing for the show. Mm-hmm. And if you want one of those, we're selling them for five bucks. That includes shipping. And uh, you can get them at dollamore.com. And you can just go on the left hand side of the page there and it says, um, let me look. Stickers shop. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, someone gave us that idea, and that was really awesome. We also had Walter in the listener group drawing ideas, um, like an I'm not prepared with my face looking very unprepared. Um, What's an unprepared face look like? Just panic. Oh, panic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like it, like it sounds like I'm having in the, in the drop. I just sound panicked, which I was. I'm not prepared. Cause I was not prepared. You were not um, prepared. For whatever you were trying to make. I was do. not prepared for you to mention the drop. So I had to scramble just then. Well, thank you for being on top of it. So anyway, we would love for you guys to go check those stickers out. At the very least go look at it. I, you know, I, I worked my uncreative, non-creative ass off on it. So I'd appreciate it. And if you want one of them, uh, we ordered them. They're not here yet. That'll be here in about 10 days. And as soon as we get them, we will, we'll, we'll ship them out. So yep. they are at dollamore.com. All right. As we do with most episodes, have a little bit of listener communication to get to. And then uh, we're going to move on. So we have an email from David, and he wanted to share a story about gay pride and regret. Jesse and Brittany, my name is David, and my brother is gay. We grew up in Texas, and from a young age, we all knew there was something different about him. He and I were very close when we were young, but by the time we were teenagers, I started distancing myself from him because he was almost constantly being bullied. My family was very religious, and I was a dickhead teenager surrounded by other dickhead teenagers, so I regularly made fun of him in passive-aggressive ways and made snide remarks just because it would get under his skin. All of this was while he was still in the closet, but it didn't really matter because we had all decided he was gay. So when classmates called him a gay slur, um, I chuckled right along with the rest of them. 
Once he graduated from high school, he is two years older than me, he quickly moved out of state and rarely contacted me or my family. In the following years, I began my gradual escape from religion, and I remember one night when everything just sort of clicked, and I realized how much hell my brother had gone through, and I broke down and cried pretty much all night. Shortly after that, I reached out to him via social media and wanted to try and repair the bridges I had burned. He was surprisingly receptive, and he forgave me pretty much instantly. In 2016, he got married, and I didn't know a single person at the wedding, but luckily his husband's family was large enough to almost fill the venue. Since then, they have adopted a little boy, and they are very ha- uh, they are a very happy, loving family. Now that I have told you this story, I must tell you that I have been sobbing the entire time I have been writing it, so please forgive me if it is riddled with errors. When I see my brother's beautiful family and I see how comfortable he is, finally, after all these years, it is bittersweet because I know that he is that way in spite of me, not because of me, and I hate myself for that. I am ashamed of myself, but I am absolutely proud of my brother, and though he shouldn't have to, he has earned the pride he feels in himself. Thank you, David. It's powerful. Thanks for sharing that with us, David. Um, I'm, I don't have anyone who's close to me who's gay that I grew up with. I mean, that, that's super close, like a brother, like, like a cousin. So I, I don't, I don't share that particular brand of shame, but I certainly behaved poorly as a child. We all in some way or another acted shamefully because you're a fucking kid you're thinking about yourself i wouldn't be too hard on yourself david i wouldn't entirely let yourself off the hook but i wouldn't be so hard on yourself about saying you hate yourself for it because you you're not that person you're a different person you also can't hold a child accountable the same way you would hold an adult accountable. And there's a weird thing that happens because you're talking about yourself, but it was the child you, not the adult you now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you've remedied the situation through knowledge and understanding and empathy and grace is a powerful thing. The other powerful thing that I think needs to be talked about is your brother is well-adjusted and happy and awesome in spite of how he was treated by everybody, not just you. The whole family. Yeah, not because of. In spite of, not because of. Mm-hmm. There, there's something very uh, self-reflective about that that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm i with you on that um, because David was influenced by the indoctrination that he received. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know what year it was, how old David and his brother are. Um, but I, I can certainly relate as well because my, um, parents also had terrible views, um, about the LGBT community, uh, being white supremacists that typically goes hand in hand. Um, they hate all minority groups. Right, right. Um, and so I, I grew up being told about how people become gay and, um, it was not based on science or anything right. like that, um, right, shockingly. Right. It's tough when you're indoctrinated. I mean, you're being told what to believe from these people. So what else are you supposed to do? 
Well, it's twofold. It's one, you're being told through religion and everything else that it is a sin, that it's an abomination, that it's a, a, a sin worthy of the death penalty mm-hmm. in your religion. And then coupled with the fact that you're an insecure child right. who, who, oh, how can I get everybody not to pay attention to all of my flaws right. and all of that? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll put the focus on somebody else. Right. And jump in. Yeah. That's why kids pile on. That's why kids make fun of other kids. Right. It's look at this freak. Don't look at me. I know I'm a freak inside and I'm afraid. I'm ashamed and I'm, you know, insecure. Right. So I'm going to shine the light on somebody else. Right. That's a natural thing. Yeah. But when you when you combine those two things, a shitty religious view. Right. A hateful and bigoted religious view. Right. With that insecurity of a child, it's fucking no good. But this is where it's at with David um, being reflective. Yes, so good. And changing. Um, This is what we need. And the fact that he is able to look back at what he did and say, yeah, I behaved terribly. And um, I wish I wouldn't have behaved like that. And I have escaped these worldviews that were influencing me then. Yeah. Um, That's powerful. And we need more people to do that, in fact. Um, So I, I, I am happy that David shared his story with us. I hope that he shares his story with other people in his life. Um, Maybe there will be people that need to hear it. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, I think there will be. Thanks for that. Uh, we have another voice uh, email. No voicemail. <laughs> Dear Jesse and Brittany, I had to pause my listening to write to you. You know who I am, the black lady in D.C. who is married to someone who supports the orange-faced pussy grabber. Yes. It blows my mind that there is no obvious show. Of- uh, oddly enough, though, I'm going to interrupt here. Not that that's the odd part. The odd part is... That's how we refer to the, did I don't know if she does she say her name at the end Robin okay Robin <laughs> that's it's it's how we refer to Robin you know the black lady in DC <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not um, how it's, we it's refer definitely not to Robin I don't want to spoil how we refer to her because she's gonna sign off with it at the end okay so yeah we'll get there. <laughs> Um, it blows my mind. You were at orange face pussy grabber. Yes. It blows my mind that there is no obvious show of racism and bigotry that my husband will say is racist. He literally told me that he would have to hear orange face pussy grabber call someone the N word before he would believe that. I cannot figure out what is wrong with him. Um, he thinks that this man is doing a quote unquote great job. What the fuck in all caps. (laughs) Are these people brainwashed? It's like a creepy cult that believes this man is okay. How on earth do people that call themselves Christians still support him? Surely there is something in their brain that does not see the vitriol and corruption that the rest of us see. I keep thinking that I am in a bad dream. Love the show, and Brittany's the best part. Your earth, wind, and fire partner in crime, Robin. Love the show, Brittany's the best part. So, yes, Robin and I love earth, wind, and fire. And that. like all red-blooded Americans should, <laughs> like all right-thinking people do. Um, yeah, I we've we've talked about um, Robin and her husband on the show. She's called in before, and um, 
they have different political views, like she's describing here. Clearly. Um, and he supports Trump, and she is very against Trump, and they are married. No, I think the easier way to say it, he is irrational, she is rational. And they, it, it is an irrational position to think that Donald Trump is making America great again. Yes. It is an irrational position to take the the the... The, the idea that Donald Trump is anything less than a virulent fucking racist. It just is. It is. Yep. And Donald Trump is feeding this in America on a daily basis. Yes. So the tough thing for Robin is that um, this is her husband. Yeah, it's a bomber. And so for people that are listening, imagine that. Right. Um, like we had Heather in Arkansas call uh, write in about being on a vacation with her family. But that was her like in-laws. She doesn't live with them. Yeah. She can like leave them and go home. That's right. <laughs> um, Robin lives with her you, husband. You can choose not to have Thanksgiving dinner with your in-laws. Yes. You can choose to not celebrate Christmas with them. You can see him the day after for a few minutes. Yes. You can't do that with a with a spouse. Right. So Robin's in a unique position where she is always communicating with a Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> no way to shut the door. Um, And always engaged in that. Well, probably not always engaged in the battle, but um, I'm sure it takes up a lot of the time. Did, did we also mention, I don't know, I don't remember her saying it in the email, her husband's white. Is that the case? Yes. Okay. So it makes it even more of a what the fuck kind yeah. of situation. Listen. I, I also, I wonder if, if Robin really believes what he says, though. Because, so people have said this. There's a tape out there of Donald Trump using racial slurs. Like, people have been saying this for a while. Yeah. And, oh, when it comes out, <laughs> that'll be the last straw. <laughs> There's no fucking chance that'll be the last straw. Do we straw. really think that's going to be the last straw? I mean, does Robin really think that that will be the thing when her husband yeah. hears that, that that will be the thing. I think it'll be the time that a new excuse gets made up. It'll either be, oh, no, that was a doctored tape, everybody. That can't be the holy emperor Donald Trump saying the N-word. It's, it's going to be either that or, or well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. He doesn't feel that way now. Yeah, people talk like that 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very empathetic to the plight of Robin. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is a man that you love. This yeah. is someone that you, you, you're spending your life with. Yeah. Well, and people always talk about how difficult it is to have friendships, have relationships with people that have uh, different political views. Yeah. And this is the prime example of that. This is different, I believe, though, that it's not simply different political views mm -hmm. this is tacit support of someone who is actively damaging america who is unbelievably self-interested mm -hmm. who is promoting pandering ideas of racism and separation of uh of of the people of america i mean he's trying to divide and inflaming the fears of yes. white people and uh, to support that is to support those activities and those ideologies. And it's not good. So I, I'm, uh, I will shut up. We're there with you, Robin. But also, if the audience wants to write in and um, 
support Robin and maybe share their experience. Maybe they're in a similar situation, um, married to someone with different political views. Write in. Yeah, Call we'd, in. We'd love to yeah, hear it. I'm hear sure about Robin it. would love to hear it. 657-464-7609. Of course, email, voice memos, and regular emails from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. So along the same line, the, you know, Donald Trump has spent the better part of years not just since he's been elected, fomenting racial animosities in America, whether it be the Central Park Five, whether it be the birther bullshit with President Obama, uh, or whether it be now with, you know, they're, they're, you know, somebody's doing the raping, Don. Right. All of this. And we are now in a place in America that we may have, we may would be here. I don't know if that's the way to say that. <laughs> We, we it would be possible that it's we would the heat everybody yeah it is it seriously yeah no it's uh, really bad in here I'm I have sweat drops falling from my face we might we might could be here without <laughs> Donald Trump we might could um, but this this we're seeing this all over the place where white people are calling the cops on black people yes who are just living their goddamn lives we're seeing it all the time because people are now recording it and putting it on the internet yes yes so. I want to talk about three separate cases. The first being an elected official in Oregon who was canvassing her neighborhood looking for support this election. In the picture she posted on Facebook, State Representative Janelle Bynum smiles with a sheriff's deputy in the background. But today she made it clear it was no fun when the deputy asked what she was doing last night. You know, I stick out, right? Um... And I'm okay with that. I think um, I think it's wonderful that this area um, found it uh, found it within itself to elect me. Today, Bynum took part in the Happy Valley Fourth of July parade. Last night, she was working this neighborhood, knocking on doors of her voters, and someone called police, worried she was looking for things to steal. Bynum said she was jotting notes in her phone to remember the specific concerns of voters. I hope that I can be a voice for. For people who look different from the mainstream, but I mean, honestly, I I live in this neighborhood. I feel like I should be able to walk anywhere I want um, without being second guessed, and my kids should be able to do that too. Neighbors I met today can't believe it's happened. Margaret Sabins lived here 40 years. Yes, definitely. I, I don't understand that at all. Barbara Chilton says it's a diverse neighborhood. She seems like a great lady. Unfortunately, I missed her when she came to my door. I was not home, and I'm, I'm sorry that happened. It, it shouldn't happen. But Bynum is not the only politician to experience this in the greater Happy Valley Clackamas area. Joe Buck is a white politician and part of the Lake Oswego City Council. Two months ago, he was also knocking on doors in the same general area, as he ran for Metro Council. Well, I was canvassing door to door out in Happy Valley. Uh, a neighbor out there called uh, the sheriff. Buck explained what he was doing and the deputy left, but it gave him a new awareness of the fear that some homeowners feel. It's a shame that, you know, just walking on a sidewalk and going up and knocking on someone's front door would raise such suspicion that someone feels the such a fear that they have to call the, the, the police in. By the way, politicians do not need a permit to go door to door in the neighborhoods, but you do need one if you're trying to sell something. And each of the politicians told me that was the one thing a deputy asked them when they rolled up, whether they were selling something. Back to you. This isn't the only case, though. I mean, we're seeing this 
several times a week now, whether it be kids, little entrepreneurial kids in Ohio mowing lawns and having a neighbor call because they mowed part of his lawn. I mean, goddamn. It is it is disheartening, to say the least. And imagine being this woman in Colorado, I believe it was Colorado, where the dude called the cops because they were in the pool, in their neighborhood pool, in the homeowners association pool. She owns a house in the neighborhood. They had a key card to get into the pool, and this guy accosts her, wants her card, wants her ID, wants to verify that she's supposed to be there, and then calls the cops. Michelle, thank you. 12 investigates racial tension at a neighborhood pool in Winston-Salem. This is a story that's quickly gaining international attention. A black woman says she was racially profiled at her own neighborhood pool by a white man who questioned whether she lived in the neighborhood and was allowed access to that pool. The woman posted a video to Facebook just yesterday. It has more than 3 million views and 70,000 shares tonight. Devontae McKenneth has been looking into this all day and has reaction this evening from the Winston-Salem PD. Neighbors are absolutely stunned. An international problem is now in their own backyards. Disappointment, fear, and sadness are some of the words they are using to describe the loud actions that happened here at a quiet community pool. Where does it say that I have to show an ID to use my pool, my own pool? It's the question at the center of a now viral video. A homeowners association member of the Glen Ridge neighborhood in Winston-Salem questions whether or not a woman belongs at the community pool. And nobody else was asked their ID. I am the only black, I feel this is racial profiling, I'm the only black person here with my son in the pool. Jasmine Edwards was enjoying the holiday Wednesday night at the pool when this man, Adam Bloom, asked her for an address and an ID to prove that she was indeed a resident of the neighborhood. She gave her address but refused to turn over an ID. Bloom then called police. Sir, do you need anything from us? No, a, a former ID would be helpful to validate. It would be nice if you apologize. The video came across the desk of Winston-Salem Police Chief Katrina Thompson. The issue was brought up. The officers asked the questions that needed to be asked to get the issue resolved. They were able to prove that um, Ms. Jasmine did have what she needed to get into the pool. And at the end of the day, they, I mean, there was no need to see an ID at that point because there was nothing to say that an ID was necessary. Winston-Salem police say they can't arrest or charge Bloom for anything, but told Edwards that she could take up a civil dispute. They did, though, get a green light on Edwards' gate card. All right. Turns green and it unlocks. There you go, sir. Mr. Bloom, you want to talk to me real fast? We reached out to Bloom Thursday for comment, but he refused to answer the door, only peeking through the glass. Moments later, police arrived. An email to Bloom also went unanswered, just like a demand for an apology. Do you want to apologize, Adam? Adam, do you want to do you want to apologize for what you just did? I did speak with Jasmine Edwards over the phone today. She says that she is absolutely disturbed and she hopes this will never happen again. In Winston-Salem, I'm Devontae McKenneth, WXII 12 News. In the last 90 minutes, the Glen Ridge Homeowners Association board said Adam Bloom has resigned. A statement reads in part, our HOA board has accepted his resignation as pool chair and a board member effective immediately. We have also reinstituted a sign-in sheet at the pool to make sure no resident feels singled out again. So they're going to fuck with everybody. 
rather than just not fuck with the black people. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Also, uh, I said Colorado. It is um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So basically, this guy didn't think that she was like rich enough or something to be in the community pool, it like seems, have access to the pool. It seems that way. Yeah. Um. A, a, an update is this guy just got fired from his job mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm not losing any fucking sleep over it. But this guy has kids who, and also we don't know that this was racism and not maybe bias, just inherent bias that he has. Because bias isn't racism. Mm -hmm. Now, he acted on his bias in a shitty way, and he was a dick who would not, I would venture to say if he apologized, this wouldn't have gone down the way it went down. Yeah. So I I get what you're saying. And I think that that is a fair feeling to have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I know I do. I really, I, I totally get that. Um, something that I think of is um, maybe the difference between bias and racism doesn't matter as much when you're actively harassing someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. And getting in their business. That's what kind of bothers me about these instances is that people are again, like taking time out of their day to harass people for no reason. Like, what does it matter that she's in the pool? You know, um, what does it matter that she was in your space? Well, There's something about her being in your space yeah, it that seems, upset you so much. You're going to waste your time. It seems like this might be one of those situations where one, his rampant bias kind of went, got it carried away with itself, but also he was the pool chair and <laughs> he, like he has it, it, so, mm. some people you give them even the shittiest amount of power. Yeah. Mr. Manager. And it goes, yeah, right. And it goes right <laughs> to their fucking head. Yeah. He's Mr. And Manager. That could be the case, but do we want this guy's kids punished? I mean, look, I totally he's get in that. a rich neighborhood. Yeah. He's probably going to get another job. It's not going to be a big deal. Yeah. But what if it uh, greatly diminishes his earning power because of this? Mm-hmm. Now he's known Adam Bloom, the asshole who did this, and he doesn't get as good a job. And it impacts the educational opportunities of his kids. I mean, th- these are his kids that didn't have anything to fucking do with this. I mean, they could be assholes. We don't know. But, but they're kids. <laughs> let's assume they're just kids who are good kids. It, look, if you love those kids at the border... And when people make the argument that, well, if they didn't want them taken away, they shouldn't have fucking come here illegally. We shouldn't be making the argument that, well, if he didn't want his kids to get a bad college education or have whatever negative ramifications, he shouldn't have done what he did. We shouldn't be in the position to be making that bad argument. Well, and I'm 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 sympathetic to that argument as well, because let's say he is racist. Let's say he's a white supremacist and he's raising his kids that way. Um, They may have the opportunity to escape at some point, Mm -hmm. his indoctrination of whatever racism that he has. Um, And if they like are in a position to feel a lot of sympathy for this and he can spin it in a way that is like look at how they are ruining my life and and, you know kind of ratchet up their their anger and animosity and um it could cement those views yeah that that's a concerning that's a concerning point yeah um another point that has been offered is that um this will teach people a lesson (laughs) 
that they will see going forward. Like yeah. he's a he's a case study. He's right. an example for everyone. Right. Yeah. That like, oh, permit Patty, some racists might think, oh, permit Patty, it was like she's a hero. It's so funny that she had her face everywhere and like she didn't really receive a consequence. Well, he did receive a consequence. Yeah, he did. So there actually are serious ramifications associated with being actively racist and harassing people in public. Yeah. Well, it might make the next guy be like, Ugh, I really want to ask them what they're doing here in the pool. Eh, they've got a good, pretty good job and I don't want to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I totally get what you mean. And well, again, listen, before you write in or call in, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not losing any fucking sleep about it. I just wait a minute. What's that shirt say that you're wearing? Adam Bloom for president. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So there is another element to this that I'm interested in and also pleased by. And that is in both of these cases, the cops and in the next case we're going to play because, yeah, there's another The cops are kind of, they seem like they're getting fed up with this bullshit. Yes. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Where it's like, you'd have to see the video if you haven't, but (laughs) the cop takes her swipe card to get into the magnetic swipe of the pool. Yeah. And it turns green. He goes, there you go, sir. Uh Uh-huh. Did you? Okay. He's like, (laughs) he's like, look, you motherfucker. There's other shit I could be doing. Right. There's truckloads of donuts I could be shoveling into my mouth hole right now. Mm. And instead... I'm fucking around with this. <laughs> I always love a good cop donut joke. <laughs> wow. No, but seriously. That's friction, right? I, <laughs> That's friction. I think that I think that um that is true. And par- with the cops, you mean. Yeah, part <laughs> and that it's prick shit, you know. <laughs> um but but that cops are also under the pressure of being recorded with cell phones. And mm-hmm. in these instances, they know or they assume this has the potential to go viral. Oh, yeah. Do I want to be a cop who is siding with this ding dong? Who yeah. like, I would like to see her ID to make sure she could be at the pool. It would be actually very nice if we could verify that. Yeah. So we really know whether uh, she's supposed <laughs> to be here. Because uh, you know, that's really expensive water. We don't want it to just be on anybody. Yeah. I'm Adam Bloom. Uh, and I'm running for Congress. <laughs> I approve this message. Um, so the cops are under pressure too to not react that way because they're on on video. And listen, whether it's they genuinely arrived to the situation and realized, hey, this is ridiculous. I'm going to treat it as though it's ridiculous. Or they look at the phone and they say, oh shit, I'm being recorded. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to act here? Whatever the motivation is, people are safer because because of it. Yeah. So. Thank you, cops that arrive to these situations and understand when people are just being dicks. Here's the next case. This happened in D.C. Unbelievable. That involves a funeral, a family laying their mother to rest. Agnes Hicks's obituary. This was for her viewing and funeral that was held here inside this church Tuesday morning. Hundreds of people showed up to pay their respects, but it all ended abruptly when someone knocked over and damaged the church's sacred cup also known as a chalice. Oh. A cell phone records a chaotic scene from the church pews as an argument between the pastor and family laying their loved one to rest escalates while the body of 54-year-old Agnes Hicks lays in her casket right nearby. A short time later, the family is seen carrying out her casket to leave with shocked attendees and police cars in the parking lot. This was uncalled for. Yeah. Uncalled for. At that church, and it really hurt me, yeah. really do, to see your loved one come there to rest, 
and be shut down like that. Hicks's family is still traumatized over what happened. They say Agnes Hicks was baptized as a young girl at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Charlotte Hall, and it's where she had always wanted her funeral. But things got ugly at her viewing with Pastor Michael Breezy. This is a photo of him from the church's website. When family says someone went in for a hug and accidentally knocked over the church's sacred chalice near the altar. That's when all hell broke loose. He literally got on the mic and said there will be no funeral, there will be no mass, mm -hmm. no repast. Yes. Everyone get the hell out of my church. He was disrespectful. He disrespected our family. He disrespected my mother. He called my mother a thing. Yes. He said, get this thing out of my church. Everyone get the hell out of my church. Yes. It was very sad. It was very sad. Yes. And I never seen any like anything like that before. Family says the pastor then called police. Bad enough we had to bury our own mother yesterday. But for you to say she's a thing and it will be no funeral, you, you're not a preacher. You're not a pastor. You're, 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 not, a, you're not a father of the uh, of Lord. Yeah, you're, you're not none of that. Like that. You're, not you're the devil. When officers arrived, they determined the family was not in the wrong and escorted them to a funeral home out of the county where another pastor performed their funeral service. Meanwhile, the Archdiocese of Washington has issued an apology to the family that reads in part, quote, what occurred at St. Mary's Parish does not reflect the Catholic Church's fundamental calling to respect, nor does that incident represent the pastoral approach the priests of the Archdiocese of Washington commit to undertake every day in their ministry. My mom was supposed to have a great just funeral, mm -hmm. and all this came up, and now I'm so traumatized about it. I'm going to keep thinking about this every day. Like, I can't never forget this day. The Archdiocese adds that they are taking this matter very seriously, and it is still under review. Father Breezy is also expected to make a formal apology to the family. You know, just like Jesus said, oh, no, y'all, you broke the chalice. You got to get out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of my church. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just I love the apologies after these situations happen. Uh, this does not reflect right, right. how we actually feel. Um, it just reflects how they actually act. Yeah, come on. Look, you can't judge us by our behavior. You have to judge us by the statement we make in apology afterward. Yeah, I just... Come on. I want these apologies to own up to the behavior and say, yeah, listen... This dick's out of a job. Yeah, he <laughs> he's the worst, and we're really bummed about this, you guys. Everybody hates Gary Breezy. Yeah. Sorry. He's bumming everybody out. Um, he's gone he, now. <laughs> we will not abide obsession about the holy chalice. What? Come on. <laughs> He's treating an object with more respect than human beings that are at a funeral. And again, though, the case where the cops led them to another funeral area. Yeah. Listen, white people. Stop. By the way, the priest, a white guy. Another mm. case. Mm. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I would expect our audience to not need to... The, the, admoni the, the admonition, don't, don't call the cops when the cops aren't needed. And they probably don't. But for the effect of maybe someone else listening, you know, let's say uh, Mike Pence is listening. <laughs> I'm sure he is listening. Stop, white bread. Fucking stop. Yeah. It just. All of these cases ended well mm -hmm. in that no one got killed. Yes. But that is a risk. But that is absolutely a risk in America right now. And it is uh, 
It's untenable that we aren't thinking more about what the consequences could be for another fellow human being. Right. So fucking stop it. Because you're mildly uncomfortable because of your racism. Or even just your bias. Yeah. And there is a fine line between those two. And I don't look, I don't want to say that every case is racist. But certainly bias is fucking playing a role. We can say that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right. Moving on. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I Doubt It with Dollamore. Oh, this this one is going to be good because Brittany... As the audience well knows, has difficulty pronouncing names that aren't Smith or Anderson. So, without further ado, our latest Patreon supporter. Grixt. 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 Let's say Grixt. Grixt. How is it spelled? (laughs) G-R-I-E-X-X. T. Oh, two X's. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Please. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't even try. Send in. Uh, I'm the one who has to be tortured. <laughs> tortured. You see? I'm not sure you know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's one of my favorite words to use. It's also, did I tell you I'm sweating? Like, I am wet uh, seriously, with sweat right I, now. I, I'm. This show's getting ready to be cut short. Just imagine everybody the the southern california heat wave and we're sitting in an office building with no air conditioning on in my office because the the room the the studio split into different rooms yeah we have the the podcast studio then we've got the filming studio and then the offices Uh the offices yeah it's like 95 degrees in there right now yeah it's probably 90 in here you know what we're gonna end i'm gonna end it no we can't we can't it's too much it's too much. Okay, we'll talk. Okay, we're going to do dolomo- a brief dollamocracy. And then uh, I got I got to get out of here. I got to go to a pool and have the cops called on me. <laughs> dollamocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the over 100 lies that Donald Trump has made this week? Are we going to talk about how Mike Pompeo is going back to North Korea, talking about all the progress that's being made while North Korea is issuing a statement saying that it's regretful or something? It was regrettable. (laughs) That um, Mike Pompeo (laughs) was coming there or even that they were having talks with the United States. Um, is it that Scott Pruitt resigned? Yeah, Scott Pruitt resigned after his numerous, numerous <laughs> ethics um, investigations. No, no, oh, you have more? I do, but what what is it? What could well, it possibly be? Donald Trump was in Montana giving a speech because, oh, God. you know, Montana with the, the wild number of... <laughs> of electoral votes that they have he has to secure montana yeah montana may have four electoral votes yeah it might only be three mm-hmm. but he he went off the fucking rails like he always does and i wanted to talk about three particular aspects of sh- shit that he said and then i'm gonna do a reading as well oh we love that yes. for sure um but one is just 
I want to know, <laughs> and this kind of goes into Robin's email. Mm. When are these morons mm-hmm. going to recognize that Donald Trump doesn't give a fiddle and fuck about them? He doesn't care about their interests. He doesn't care about anything other than getting reelected, and he will pander in any way that he can. And they're too, either too stupid, too blind, too brainwashed, or too politically isolated to notice it. We will not stand for these vile Democrat smears against our law enforcement. And that includes our great police. That includes our great border patrol. That includes our military, where they're always fighting against funding for the military. I mean... So Donald Trump wants it both ways. He wants to be able to malign the FBI, malign the intelligence community, and talk shit about any law enforcement agency that that is uh, a part of the investigation into him. But at the same time, laud the military, laud border patrol, laud the 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 police forces. It's you can't have it both ways. You can't have it that America is respected on the world stage. Oh, we're making America great again and we're respected again. And have it that the whole world is laughing at us because of our dumb immigration laws and our weak policy on trade. You can't have it fucking both ways. And Trump supporters, they don't see that inconsistency. Well... They might see it, but they just don't care. Um, also, it's interesting. I wonder when Donald Trump will, like at what point in his presidency, like year 20 or 23. Um, th- <laughs> thank you. Um, is he going to stop talking about how terrible things are and only move on to how good things are? Because you can only talk about like how you're going to save everyone from how yeah. terrible things are when you're not in there yet. Especially after you've said how easy it's going to be to fix everything. Yeah, you have your boots on the ground. You're in there. You're doing the work, right? right? Yeah. So things should be improving. Yeah. It's no longer attack Obama time. Attack what Obama did. It's you, buddy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. It rests on your shoulders. The responsibility is now yours, guy. Yeah. So the other, the other thing he did is this Elizabeth Warren thing. You, could, you can kind of see who he thinks his target is going to be in 2020 by the people he attacks at these rallies. Because this isn't a, like an official presidential visit. This is a campaign rally. Hundreds of days in advance of the 2020 election. Hundreds and hundreds of days away. Let's say I'm debating Pocahontas, right? I promise you I'll do this. Yeah, not racist at all. I will take, you know those little kits they sell on television for $2? Learn your heritage. Guy says, I was born in Scotland. It turns out he was born in Puerto Rico, and that's okay. It's good. You know. I says, I was born in Germany. Well, he wasn't born in Germany. He was born someplace else. I'm going to get one of those little kids. And in the middle of the debate, when she proclaims that she's of Indian heritage, because her mother said she has high cheekbones. That's her only evidence, that her mother said she had high cheekbones. We will take that little kit and say, but we have to do it gently. Because we're in the Me Too generation, so we have to be very gentle. 
And we will very gently take that kid and we will slowly toss it, hoping it doesn't hit her and injure her arm. How much did he think that kit costs? <laughs> Two dollars, he thinks. We just did the kits. It's They're like not, 70 bucks each. Well, you have to buy the kit and then you have to pay for the yeah. processing of yeah. the kit. Yeah. And I think usually it's like a hundred bucks yeah. for just the ancestry. Two dollars. Yeah. Two dollars. He thinks it is. Who does he think he is? Is he Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development? He doesn't know how much a banana costs. Don't you judge me. You're the selfish one. You're the one who charged his own brother for a Bluth frozen banana. I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> You've never actually set foot in a supermarket, have you? <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Oh. You know what bothers me <laughs> the most about that clip, though? About the Lucille Bluth one or the Donald Trump about one? About Donald Trump. Yeah, what? Is everyone laughing at his jokes. Yeah, goddamn. And just, just massaging that, yeah. his ego. And yes, Donald, you are so funny and uh. clever. And look at you with your fucking jokes. <laughs> no. No. They're not you funny. Know, the other thing is uh, the guy thinks he's born in Germany, but he's born in Puerto Rico. The DNA kit does not determine where you were born, you fucking moron. It determines your ancestry. The little not kit. The, not the state or geography of your birth. He thinks he's born in born in Germany. Oh, he's actually born in Puerto Rico. That's okay. That's okay. Let's go get one of those kits at the dollar store. Figure out where we were born. <laughs> and then, of course, the racism. And the making fun of the Me Too movement. That women, all the women that have come forward and bravely told their stories, they have to be dealt with so delicately. Ugh. We got to be careful. We don't want to. I mean, what? what's the. Seriously. Not only that, but having the guy who talked about grabbing women by their pussy. Yeah. By their pussies um is laughing about it and you got to be careful in this me too era you know with the women uh, <laughs> uh we know how you how you've treated women how many women have accused you of sexual harassment and assault um and for him to stand up there and make light of it it's pretty you know, remarkable you see there was blood coming out of her eyes uh blood coming out of her wherever but uh, she was uh, in my opinion she was uh, off base. And people stand up there and laugh at his jokes. Allow Nobody him has more respect to get away with it. Nobody has more respect for women, though, Brittany. Allow him to get away with it. Yeah. That's what bothers me. They about fuel that it. They yeah. encourage it. Yeah. And he gets up there and he can say, look at everyone around me laughing. They love me. They think it's great. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It's terrible. So the other thing was, again, attacking the press, the constitutionally protected free press, while at the same time defending Putin. He attacks American journalists, loyal, dedicated, country-loving patriots. He attacks while giving cover to Vladimir Putin. Because I see it. I see the way they're right. They're so damn dishonest. And I don't mean all of them, because some of the finest people I know are journalists, really. Hard to believe when I say that. I hate to say it, but I have to say. But 75% of those people are downright dishonest. Downright dishonest. 
They're fake. And I might even end up having a good relationship, but they're going, will President Trump be prepared? You know, President Putin is KGB and this and that. You know what? Putin's fine. He's fine. We're all fine with people. Will I be prepared? Totally prepared. I've been preparing for this stuff my whole life. They don't say that. They don't say that. So again, he continues to relentlessly defend despots and totalitarian leaders. Yeah. Um, these horrifying people, Putin, who jails and murders journalists. And he's reminding us of his humanity. Right. But he's attacking people like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. She's not fine. She's not, we're all human, everybody. You know Ugh. what? Putin's fine. He's fine. We're all fine with people. Oh, we're people. Oh, he's like a hippie now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all part of humanity, you guys. Putin's just a dude. Um, <laughs> and he's attacking John McCain. And he's yeah. attacking George H.W. Bush. Yeah. And he's praising Putin. And he's defending morons, the humanity of Putin. And these morons in the audience gobble it up. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Tippy top shape. Again, it's remarkable. Um so you had something to read, I believe. I did. And we're going to end the show on your reading of something from this speech. Okay. So uh, bear with me here, because this is going to be quite the journey. Okay? Here's Donald Trump. Unedited, actual words of Donald Trump from the rally in the very important electoral state of Montana. I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ. And lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much more room. For basketball, for hockey, and all of the sports, they need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space. So we break all of these records, really. We do it without, like, the musical instruments. This is the only musical, the mouth. And hopefully, the brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain, more important than the mouth, is the brain. The brain is much more important. <laughs> oh, you almost had it. You could be quicker than that. What is that? What is he saying? I have no idea. What were we supposed to take from that? Was he talking about, like... The record, the records that they've set in his administration, or the, so the mouth attached to the brain is the brain. <laughs> Donald Trump, baby, that guy is very impressed. So right I now. think what he's saying is we, we've broken more records than Elton John. He has a lot of records, but Donald Trump doesn't have a musical instrument, and so he's broken records. Oh, but they also talked about sports in here. It's like a fucking weird stream of consciousness. And how you need more room. Yeah, what is the room thing? I don't know. I don't know what it means. I tried. So amazing. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. And people fucking love this ding dong. Because mm -hmm. he's their guy. He's their guy. That That is an embarrassing spectacle that was just read. Mm -hmm. If Obama had given a speech and went off on a fucking journey like that... <laughs> People would be wondering about his mental health. Is this guy okay? Yeah. But because it's Donald Trump, 
making no fucking sense whatsoever. Not even taking a stab at making sense. Well, it's Donald Trump who's always been kind of a turd. And so... <laughs> oh, I wish I had that drop. That's another. And so I don't, I don't think it's surprising anymore to those of us who... Before Donald Trump was even running, I, I remember talking to someone and they were like, oh, if Donald Trump ran, I'd vote for him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What has he ever said or done that's impressive? I, I Every time I've heard him talk before he was a candidate for president, I thought, really? This guy? <laughs> really? What does he do or say that's impressive? Honestly, nothing. Yeah, well, I don't have an answer. If he's you, not, you're looking for one for me. You're not going to get one. Well, again, what does your shirt say? Donald Trump. Anyway, <laughs> let, let's, that's come on. I'm going to keep trying to make it work. You can um, do better. <laughs> you can do better. I know I can. Sorry, everybody. So we're going to end it because seriously, I'm it's, not. It's so bad. I'm not guys. fucking kidding. It's really bad. There's no way to convey how goddamn under listen. your 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 shirt is wet. Oh, you can yeah. see the sweat it, in it is, multiple areas. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make a joke right now about what's on your shirt. You really have sweat all over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that we've been as upbeat and entertaining as we have. Because uh, no, again... No, no. I'm surprised you've been as upbeat and entertaining as you have. Because you're the one who's like a fucking toddler who can't control her emotions when it gets hot outside. I'm about to go off. <laughs> oh, you are? Huh? Yeah, it's about to start right now. <laughs> initiate temper right now <laughs> here it comes all right we're, we're gonna i think go. we're delirious it's from the so heat. good we're gonna leave you there listen go check out the new stickers and if you'd like that that's a way to support the show um we realize it's not worth five dollars but it's a way to support the show and you get something back in return so yes. Go to dollarmore.com. Left-hand side of the page says stickers store where you can buy both the regular stickers that we have of the show's logo and then, of course, the Dollamore page 2020. It's a great alternative if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, but you want to support the show in some way. Um, you can just buy a sticker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We would love to hear from you. Send us a voicemail. Help us move the conversation forward, um, whether it be, you know, in response to Robin or any other topic of the insane bullshit that is happening on a daily basis. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Go follow us on Twitter at Brittany E. Page and at Dollamore. And for the love of all that is holy, go rate and review the show on iTunes. I think they're calling it Apple Podcasts now. I don't know why I think I say I think they are because I know they are. We would love to have you on record saying how shitty or how great you think the show is. It does help us get in front of new listeners. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us twice a week or as often as you do. We will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. And look at you with your fucking jokes. <laughs> no. No. No.